It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's Daniel Mullen sitting down with one of today's top music makers on Real Roots Radio. Welcome back to Real Roots Radio, visiting with my buddy Bobby Powell from the band Carolina Blue, talking about their brand new album, Take Me Back. How you doing today, Bobby? Daniel, I'm doing good, and I want to say a big howdy to, to all the listeners of Real Roots Radio. I know you've got listeners all over the world listening to you and listening to me this morning. I just want to say uh, hello to everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Well, uh, you mentioned that you know we are based in southwestern Ohio, but we do have listeners all over the world, uh, in England and, and France, and I bet Rick from California is sitting near the radio this morning as well. I know he's a big Carolina Blue fan. I hope he is. Rick's a good. He's become a very close friend of of myself and the rest of the band, and we. Uh, I talk to Rick uh, several times a week through text message. We really appreciate him and all the other good friends out there. Now, bluegrass, while it is traditionally associated with the Southeast, has really found such an international and worldwide audience. Um, why do you think bluegrass music appeals to such a wide, diverse group of people? Well, you know, just speaking for myself, how could you not love it when you hear <laughs> it? I mean, the, the, the music is so real. I think people from all walks of life and and and, and different parts of the world can relate to it. I mean, everybody has, everybody, no matter where you're from, has experienced hardships and, and heartaches. And, 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 you know, I think our music just, uh, people can relate to it, you know. Now, of course, Carolina Blue is uh, hardcore love of traditional style bluegrass music is well documented, and it really shines through on the new album. What do you think makes the older traditional style of bluegrass music so special? Well, it's it's kind of timeless, Daniel. Uh, and I love progressive bluegrass. I love, you know, the the, the B chord mash, jam grass. I, I love it. It's all good music. But for us, you know, we're lovers of Bill Monroe. And I, we feel like Mr. Monroe had a certain idea of how he wanted his music to sound when he created it. And we're just trying to adhere to that without copying him. You know, we're, we're, we do Bill Monroe stuff on our live recordings, but what we want to do is, is honor him with the style of music and keep it within the format that he set it out to be. You know, heavy fiddle, heavy mandolin, banjo, uh, and, and then the high lonesome vocals. You mentioned honoring uh, Mr. Monroe's legacy while trying to avoid being a, a copycat or, or an imitator, uh, do you find that hard to do sometimes, or, or does it come naturally? I think it, it really comes naturally to us, uh, due in part to the fact that Tim Jones is such a Monroe stylist on the mandolin, and then Ainsley Porchak is a, a Kenny Baker clone on the fiddle. <laughs> uh, she's, a, she's a double stop fiddler, one of the finest in, in the business these days, I think. But I mean, it really comes easy to us. That's when we're when we're choosing material or writing material that we've got our ears tuned for songs that um, that if they don't sound like that when we get them as demos, we can make them sound that way. And uh, we've had success so far. Some of the songs on our new album came to us in a in demo form, and it was sort of a country demo. And uh, and we've taken that and and just made it fit us pretty well with with our style, with our Monroe style of bluegrass. 
You mentioned the way you guys write songs. What are some of the biggest challenges in writing new songs that sound old? Well, I don't, I wouldn't really say that there, there are many challenges for us. You know, that's, that's just kind of the style of, style of people we are. We're country people. <laughs> uh, Timmy and I do most of the writing. Tim, Timmy's a cattleman and a hog farmer, and he's a, uh, I know he's a shucking corn today. Yeah, I talked to him this morning. And, uh, you know, we, we grew up hard. We grew up poor. That's what my mama's doing today is uh, shucking corn and making corn relish and homemade pasta sauce and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's that time. And, I mean, I mean, your your experiences in life, and I, I would think that most writers will agree with this, your your life experiences uh, transition into your songwriting. Um you know, a lot, of, a lot of Tim's songs are real nostalgic because I think in his heart he longs for a better, simpler time. And uh, he lives a, a pretty simple country life. And then that's what his parents and grandparents lived. And uh, that's just what he writes about. That's what comes natural to him. And, you know, you got a guy like me. I've experienced some heartbreak in my life. And, and so a lot of my songs deal with that. Um, so I, I just think it kind of comes naturally. You write what you're feeling and. And the experiences that you've had, you know, in your life really comes through in your songs. You, you mentioned, you know, longing for a simpler time. And in the absolutely insane world that we are in here in 2020, what do you think that some of the lessons of, of simpler times and simpler ways can, uh, can bring to, to audiences here in the 21st century? Well, you know, faith is the biggest thing. Um, you know, I'm a Christian guy. Everybody in our band are Christian folks and we turn to the Lord in prayer. But when, when something like this hits, you really, you really lean on his everlasting arms and, and you, you put your faith in him that he's going to see you through it. And I, I mean, I think if folks would, if folks would turn to God, you talk about a turnaround in our country, uh, with everything that's going on, you know, the, the virus wouldn't matter as much to us you know the politics wouldn't matter as much to us and uh i i would love to see that i'd love to see a, a nationwide revival in america uh that we we turn our face back to god and put our faith and our trust in him to guide us through our lives you know if you use the god's word as your roadmap for living uh you're gonna you're gonna turn out all right things are gonna be just fine Visiting with Bobby Powell of the band Carolina Blue here on Real Roots Radio. The new album's called Take Me Back, and it's your first on Billy Blue Records. What makes this album different than Carolina Blue albums of the past? Well, as a recording artist, you always strive for the, for the current app project you're working on to be better than the last one you re- released. So that, that's always your goal, I think. And uh, we had Jerry, uh, Sally, and the producer's seat on this, so he brought some good songs to the table. But um, I think um, what really made a difference with this album, you know, apart from the great songs and material that we selected, was uh, that the fact that the album was mixed and mastered in Nashville by a guy named Chris Latham. And uh, we recorded it here in Asheville, North Carolina, where, where we live, and... Um, I think Chris really did a good job capturing our sound. I mean, to date, this this is the best sounding album that we've done. And I feel like you, you kind of get a live feel when you're listening to the album. Listening to this album, you, that's really 
relative of what we sound like if you see us live. And uh, I think that's what really sets it apart from anything else we've ever done. You mentioned your guys' live shows and how that's kind of the the sound and the, the audio feel you wanted to capture on this new album. You guys are known for your live shows. You guys are a live band. I'm sure it's been really tough these past few months not getting out and uh, being on stages and connecting with audiences in person. Man, it has been so, so hard. We're missing it so bad, not only financially, but, you know, we've uh, we've made so many friends. I mean, the people that are fans of Carolina Blue, we consider friends of ours, you know, and it's a really um, a personal experience for us to be performing in front of people. It's like I think uh, Minnie Pearl said this one time about being on the Grand Ole Opry. If you go out there and love them, they're going to love you back. That's right. And that, that's what we try to do. Uh, when we're performing and um, so far it's paid off really well for us. Where can folks go to learn more about the album and the band and then see, you know, I know that the tour schedules are all jumbled up these days with everything that's going on, but what's your website so folks can go and keep track and see when they may be able to circle a date on their calendar that you guys are going to be performing this fall. Okay. It's, it's Carolina blue band.com is our web address and we also have a facebook we're on all social media uh platforms and we really stay engaged with uh with our fans through facebook we're always doing live shows and and uh we we put out stuff every day and share stuff around so if you uh if you like what you're hearing give us a like on the facebook and that's the probably the best way to, to keep up with us carolinabluband.com or find Carolina Blue on Facebook as well. I know one thing that's been really engaging these past few weeks with the release of the new album is you guys have put out different videos about stories behind some of these songs that you recorded on the new album, Take Me Back. You wrote a handful of songs on the record, including, you mentioned Mr. Monroe earlier, and you wrote a new song called Number 73987. Tell folks what that song is about and where the idea came from. Well, the song was originally titled In the Master's Hands, but uh, our producer Jerry thought that, that that may have sounded a little bit too gospel and we didn't want to confuse people with what the song was about because it's not a gospel song. But I came to Timmy a couple years ago with an idea to write a song about Mr. Monroe. And we all know that there have been dozens or maybe even hundreds of songs written about Bill since his death in 1996. So we wanted to approach it in a little different way and and write a song about Bill's famous um, 1923 Lloyd Lohr signed Gibson F5 mandolin. And uh, we took it a step farther by writing the song from the perspective of the mandolin. So... Uh, it's the mandolin telling the story of uh, how Mr. Monroe found it in, in the barbershop down in Miami, Florida, and, and then how, you know, from Jerusalem Ridge and Old Rosine to the Gaslit Schoolhouse stage. I know that schoolhouse circuit was big for uh, the early bluegrass guys, and uh, then on to the Grand Ole Opry and the Hall of Fame. And um, a really neat aspect of this song is when you listen to it, uh, the intro of the song is, is just Timmy playing the mandolin with nobody backing him up. And the little uh, the little bit that he's playing comes from it's his interpretation of Mr. Monroe's mandolin solo on the gospel song House of Gold, and that comes from uh, from Tim. That was the the first song that he heard Mr. Monroe play as a child. He uh, received a gospel uh, cassette of Mr. Monroe's music, and that House of Gold break was what made Timmy want to learn the mandolin and fall in love with Bill Monroe. 
So I thought that would be a perfect way to intro the song uh, for him to just play that. And then, of course, it picks up the beat a little bit. And you hear uh, mentions of some of his more famous numbers in there, as well as a little clip of uh, uh, Footprints in the Snow to close it out. So it's a really fun song uh, about Mr. Monroe's mandolin told from the mandolin's perspective. The way you wrote the song, you can tell that you and Timmy both have really studied uh, your history about bluegrass and its founders. Why do you think it's so important for young artists or new musicians to take the time to do their homework and learn the history of this music? Well, I'm a history buff, and so is Timmy. And, you know, Bill Monroe was Timmy's first influence in in this music. He was not mine. I I came into the... Bands like Country Gentlemen, Seldom Seen, Doyle Lawson, uh, Lost and Found were my first influences. And that led me back to Mr. Monroe. So, um, I mean, if, if, if you love something, you want to know where it comes from, you know, and that you're always going to go back to Mr. Monroe because he he invented this music. It's his music. Visiting with Bobby Powell of the band Carolina Blue here on Real Roots Radio. Thank you so much for joining me on the program today. And uh, thank you so much for all you do for traditional bluegrass. Daniel, it's always a pleasure getting to visit with you, my friend. And uh, give, give, give our love to your dad and all the radio ramblers. And we want, I want everybody to know before we hang up that uh, Carolina Blue loves each and every one of you that's listening. And God bless each and every one of you. Find them on Facebook. Find them at carolinabluband.com. Be sure to listen to their brand new album, Take Me Back, available now from Billy Blue Records. Everyone has time for good music. You got time to breathe. You got time for music. The Daniel Mullins Midday Music Spectacular. Weekdays, 10 to noon on Real Roots Radio.